What's up, everybody? It is Joseph Cortez back on the mics after what seems like years. It's been a minute. It has been a hot minute. It has been way too long. I'm really excited to be back on, really excited to be bringing something new. I don't really have a name yet for this podcast. Um, Maybe I'll think of something as the show goes on. But prior to this recording, prior to what I'm doing now, I recorded a podcast uh, for several months with a good buddy of mine, Michael Pennegraft. Um, We really just cut it up, talked some business, talked some life, just shared our stories, um, shared really as much as we wanted to. This podcast is more so dedicated to bringing awareness to the issues that are relevant in today's world. Um, I talked to Jude, I've talked to Jude about this several times. Jude's actually with me, um, guest on today's show. Why don't you say what's up, Jude? Bro, I'm just I'm just chilling. I'm happy to be here. You hit me up with, you know, the whole the whole motive behind this, and I don't know. I was funny because. You know, we're going to be talking about education. I don't mean to spoil mm. anything, but like we wouldn't have met each other. I wouldn't know the people here. I wouldn't know so many people. I wouldn't have the skills that I do, you know, without the things that I did get from public education. Like, yes, it has its issues, but mm-hmm. there there's still a lot of important things. I mean, it really can save lives. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, boy, one of the things that I talk about a lot is how grateful I am for my parents and the path that they took and the path that they allowed me to take. And both of them are full-time educators, been in public education for 20 plus years. My dad's getting ready to retire actually this December. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, My mom's got a couple more years, but she um, left public school for a couple years to work at a private school. Um, She's back though in the classroom uh, where she loves teaching the most. But, um, you know, regardless, and, and Jude talked a little bit about it, about some of the things that we'd be talking about, one of them being education, but in the big picture, grand scheme of things, the issues that we see right now within public education, like obviously there's always going to be issues, right? Whether that be school board, uh, whether that be misallocation of funding, you know, all the stuff from administration yeah. down. Um, but those aren't really necessarily the issues that we're going to be talking about today um some like a majority of the issues that we're going to be talking about are in regards to how this school year is going and how school could potentially be going for the next couple of years depending on yeah how things go over the next you know several months um heck even the next two weeks mm, right yeah i mean Winter break's approaching pretty quick. We'll see how the next semester goes. Nobody really knows, right? So with that being said, there's a lot of uncertainty up in the air, and that leads to not even poor decision-making, but decision-making that is, you know, I don't really know how to explain it, but just making decisions with what we've got which is very little, right? So Mm -hmm. because of this whole outbreak and pandemic and situation that we're in, uh, I know for one that teachers are struggling because both of my parents are. Um, The teachers that I've talked to um, 
all say the same exact thing. And those are people from my aunts uh, to former coaches to former teachers. Some of my mentors even are struggling with the same thing, right? So a lot of issues there. Um, they're overworked. They were overworked before COVID, let's be real. No, and now facts. you add on to the stresses and the pressures that come with working during this time, like kids have got to be crazy. Um, you know, obviously everybody's stressed out. Nobody really knows what to do. There's really no answer. And it's so different, like across the different spaces too, because you have, you know, you have some people that are going back to school mm. and like, yes, it's still, and, and that's still different. Like there's still its own challenges there with everybody, you know, you're not being able to have that like relational intimacy that mm. can be super crucial mm. whenever you are like, you know, you know, making a difference in your, the education system. But then there are some schools that are still online mm. and then that's got its whole host of problems like you were saying. And I just kind of wanted to double echo you know, on my way over here, I was calling my girlfriend and her mom is a middle school teacher. Oh, wow. I didn't and, know that. And I didn't even, yeah, I hadn't even told you that. So, you know, I mean, she has been, like you said, I mean, she's been struggling this whole time. People I know that you know as well have also had their own struggles. But anyways, I'll kick it back mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. So like Jude said, we know a lot of people who have struggles. However, we're not teachers and we're not, I mean, Jude's in college. I'm not in school anymore. But we can't really put into words what it is that teachers are going through, right? So that's kind of one of the reasons that we just started to start this podcast series is so we can get people on to share their, you know, their perspective, their insights, share their story, share what's really going on in their day-to-day -day life. And I'm pretty sure I'd know for a fact that a majority of listeners will be extremely surprised at what it is that teachers and people in education go through. But even beyond that, um, you know, just to explain a little bit about the bigger picture here of what we're trying to do is we're just trying to provide um, insight and perspective to gain awareness on issues that are relevant right now. Like what are people going through? What are the like literal harms? And, um, you know, like I said, get awareness that way we can get feedback and start creating resources, um, gain attention for people to want to help give resources um, to, to to give back to the communities, the teachers, help them be better, right? That's, that's really what we're trying to do here. And then beyond public education, uh, this is something that'll branch into healthcare. Um, right now, we're actually developing program for nurses. Um, we've got a really nice program being developed right now in the field of dentistry. Um, all of these things, right? So it's a really big project. Uh, however, we are extremely excited, but also extremely grateful to have the opportunity to make such an impact with our skills, with um, you know, what we enjoy, what our passions are. So super excited and super grateful. So um, without further ado, let's just go ahead and jump into some of the things that we've been hearing. Um, you know, I think let's let's make this a podcast about some of the things that we've heard from education. Mm -hmm. um, and then I can even go into some of the issues that I hear about from nursing because of my aunt. Um, and you know, she's an emergency ICU nurse. She takes emergency contract or at least she used to, um, she's working full time or not even full time, but 
in the business now, so she's not really traveling anymore. But um, what are some of the things that you've been hearing uh, about public schools in general going through the times right now? Well, from my perspective, like kind of going back to my girlfriend's mom, I know that she was having a really tough time at the beginning, like just getting sixth graders, right? These are like 11 to 12 year olds, right? Mm -hmm. Just to, I mean, to stay motivated, you know what I mean? And to just like give effort. And it's not, you know, and obviously it's not the kid's fault at all. Like imagine if you're like a 12, like we grew up in the technology age, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and the, imagine kids that are like, Let's see, that would make them, you know, eight, nine years younger than us. Right. That means they're even more like Mm -hmm. ingrained in technology. So they know how to use it and they probably have used it, you know, for like pleasurable experiences, whether that be playing games, like whatever it may be. So I know that specifically for those younger kids and for like those elementary school kids, it's really tough whenever you go like down you know, high school is a little bit different because it's like, okay, they're older, you know, especially like seniors. And from what I've not, from what I know, like they're, they're kind of getting it. Like they can adapt to this. And Mm -hmm. it's like, yes, there are still issues and and things that they're working on. But like, honestly, if from what I've heard, the kids that are like seniors and, you know, like maybe they're like a lot of the kids I know are in speech and debate. Mm -hmm. Right. And if they're in pre AP classes and all that stuff, like those aren't really necessarily like, yes, there are still issues because you're not getting that relational connection and all that stuff. But that's not really the issue from what I've been hearing. I mean, I'm sure there still are, but mainly what I've been hearing is those younger kids. It's really tough to like keep their attention span. Like whenever they're, you know, seven years old on a zoom call. Mm. Like they just don't, it's hard for, and they don't even fully comprehend what's going on. Yeah. That's why it's happening. So imagine a seven or eight year old, right? Like trying to learn a new math concept with the teacher at school. And then they have to go from that and barely even understanding in the first place to trying to learn virtually (laughs) on camera without being able to even talk to the teacher directly. Yeah, I can only imagine how hard it is for kids to learn like that. But even outside of that, I want to talk about some of the issues that teachers are facing. Um, One of my very good friends, uh, mentors even, um, Dustin Hurley, the, the debate coach, started a program at Medina Valley has built built that thing up, man. Yeah. Um, very, very amazing work that he's done over there. Um, they've got a couple coaches over there now. So Tessa too is amazing. They're doing a phenomenal job. Um, but anyways, Dustin, I was, I was talking to Dustin, um, several weeks ago because I had reached out to him about maybe putting together a program actually for, um, you know, debaters and that kind of thing. So, Anyways, he was telling me, um, I, I think that's a great idea. Uh, I would definitely love to help. I've just got to shoot straight with you. I don't think I have the time right now. And he went on to explain a couple more things. Can, like, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's so funny you're mentioning this because I went out. I saw Dustin recently, too, mm-hmm. actually at the Lozano's for Pop Lozano's mm-hmm. birthday oh, party. Yeah. And he was telling me how he has to create all of the content for the entire like world history department. Mm-hmm. Did he tell right. you that? Yeah. 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 So create like he, so he's managing that whole thing. Right. But 
another thing that he told me, which was really intriguing to me, was he is grading papers for kids that aren't his students. That aren't his students. Like he's like literally having to criticize or, or grade or you know give feedback on assignments that he doesn't even know like how it's being taught. Or where the kid's at. That's or, one or of the things the kid, he was telling me. Right, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that that in itself just goes to show, like, how much is on their plate right now, right? But on top of that, we think about the health-related aspects, um, what happens when a kid gets sick, and, you know, what if Dustin gets sick, right? And he goes home, he doesn't know he's sick, his parents come over, uh, you know, there's all there's all of those unanswered questions, you know. So, um, you know, another example that I wanted to bring up is I was talking to my aunt the other day, too. Uh, she's been in public education for a long time over at SAISD in San Antonio. And, um, you know, she was she was telling me how, how difficult it is. Right. To, she's a, a grade school teacher. Mm-hmm. And. You know, those kids are crazy as it is, especially <laughs> yeah. at SISD, San Antonio. Um, not not even inner city kids, but, you know, not Lavernia kids. So um, anyways, all of the problems, right, that, that they mentioned, like not even being being able to get outside of the classroom much as the teacher, um, not, not even being able to really move around. And when I think about overall health, um, for for somebody who's a teacher, right? Not getting a great amount of exercise, probably. Um, not the best diet, I can assume. Um, wearing the mask all day long, not even being able to breathe properly. If you think about how important it is to properly oxygenize, um, and I, I would bet money that 90% of people in general in the United States don't even breathe correctly, was, even the healthy people. I was going to say probably I don't even know it as well as you do. Right. Like, And I'm a pretty like healthy kid. You know, we talk about mm-hmm. like being and, eating organic and all that stuff. My mom does that, but like you're saying exactly. Yeah. So even for me, like I, I don't even breathe properly um, through my nose because I have a deviated septum. Right. So like it, it, it sucks for me because... Um, I go through periods during the year where I can only breathe out of one nostril. So like track season sucked. Oh, I hated it. gosh. But regardless of that, right, that's that's me as a teenage kid who is athletic and properly conditioned. Right? Yeah. We think about somebody who's in their 50s or 60s who doesn't eat right, who doesn't exercise. Now they have additional stress um, because of COVID in the workplace and all the kids are crazy and nobody knows what to do. There's no really plan in place to, to combat this, right? I can only imagine how detrimental it must be. It must be not only to their mental health, but their physical health as well. And, you know, you mentioned how it is to their mental health. A lot of people don't realize this. And this is one of the things that my mom has really tried to ingrain in me. And just for context, also, if those of you who are listening don't know who I am, my mom is a respiratory therapist. So she's been in the thick of everything going on. They're the trauma center in Hayes County. But my mom has always been, you know, super into fitness. She exercises every day ever since um, when she was 20 years old, she was told she couldn't, she couldn't run anymore. 
And since then, she has been a home workout addict. Yeah. And that is like, it went from Kathy Smith to Tony Horton. If any mm. of y'all are like, you know about P90X and all that stuff, but she ingrained that in me. So I've been blessed with that. But one of the things that she's always told me about health is it's not just your physical health, your mental health. If you're depressed or you're like, you know, you're going through something, you've got a lot of stress on you, that feeds into your physical. Like that's going to take a toll on you physically as well. You know, a lot of kids, we talk about stress and that's why a lot of kids may have acne because Mm. whenever they're growing up Mm. through that time, they got all the hormones blazing. There's a lot of, you know, stuff and that's why that happens. And so people who continuously have that a lot of time, I mean, this is just one example, but that's why it can be stress induced, right? I noticed that even, you know, uh, when my parents got divorced, when I was like, 10 and -hmm. after that for a long time I always had acne problems and I had to go to counseling to talk about like you know just to go through all the stuff that happened with my dad Mm because I was so young to like really comprehend it and that took years and then that's finally it was like that's finally when my acne cleared up Mm. was after that was done so that's you know that's one example obviously acne is a very minute they're they're they're, well that I mean that (laughs) just shows the direct correlation between mental stress and physical stress right absolutely so um anyway an- another story that i wanted to bring up was um my former debate coach uh somebody i definitely look up to wrecker right and um you know he as well as all of the other teachers i've talked to it's funny that they all say this is that they feel like it's like april into the school year even though it I mean, they were saying that in September, right? So like literally the first month of the year, they already felt like they had gone through a whole year of school and that's how stressful this year has been. Wow. See, because when you first said that, I was thinking like, oh, maybe they're going through content really fast. Mm. But then you mentioned how it's like stress. So that's, I haven't heard that. So like, um, you know, when you're a student and you, you know, you get burned out come after spring break you're like all right whatever let's just get through it right so the teachers are feeling that in september one month into the school year i I, that's how amanda's mom feels too amanda was telling me that on the drive over here yeah it's it's absolutely insane so the question is jude what can we do to help teachers overcome this right because there there needs to be a way to get them help, if anything, even if it helps just 1%, there needs to be a way that we can show them that we care and there should be a way to give them techniques to be able to overcome it. And I think there are because I, I for one, know several people who have done some of the things that we teach in our programs to help overcome a lot of those issues right so i want to brag a little bit about my aunt melissa right the emergency icu nurse i was talking about right so um three little boys at home um husband i didn't even know that yeah three little boys at home um military husband right so so he's away a lot right and she is a travel nurse she's going into the front lines of COVID hospitals as an ICU nurse and the stories she tells me are absolutely insane right like there are some days Jude where she can't take a swig of water because if she goes to the bathroom for two minutes 
there's not enough nurses to make sure that the patient that's coding in the room can be, um, you know, uh, I don't know what the word is, uh, intubated or something Bro, like that, right? Can it, let me, I don't mean to interrupt you again, no, go ahead. but my mom the other day had 36 patients. Wow. I'll just leave it at that. Wow. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. That blows my mind. So, yeah. so, yeah, dude. so yeah, like some of the issues that nurses are facing, right. Or, you know, what, whatever your mom is as a respiratory therapist, regardless, it's like similar, hospital, very right. Close. Like hospital mm-hmm. workers, people who are like in the trenches on the front lines. Um, so, you know, I've heard story, like they don't take lunch breaks. Um, they, they work like massive shifts, right. Especially in the night shift. And then they get home and dude, they can't separate from work life and home life because work life is intensely stressful, like immensely stressful. And I mean, they're seeing people die every day, like probably every hour. And there's nothing really that they can do. So you just imagine like the toll that takes on somebody, right? So they take it back home, right? And then what happens? Well, the kids suffer because the mom can't be the parent that she needs to be because of what's going on at work. And um, it's just a lot, a lot of crazy stuff. But, you know, getting back to my main point was you think about all of this stuff that my aunt is fighting, right? I know that there's some days where she gets maybe three hours of sleep while simultaneously helping build this business that's dedicated to helping people just like her, to helping teachers, that, her kids, exactly her kids and, you know, military husband. Wow. Right. Um, so absolutely insane what she's able to do. And it's because of the things that we teach because she's able to implement them in her day to day life. And don't get me wrong. She's not perfect. And there's absolutely no way that she can be like, yes, she's going to hiccup and yes, she's going to struggle. And yes, she's going to come home from work in a rut. But at the same time, that's with everything. Absolutely. And even if we can get 1% better then it was worth it, wasn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when you talk about, you know, we talked a little, we dove a little bit into nurses. We dove a little bit into education and in the time that we're in right now, those are arguably the two most important things. Mm. I mean, there are other things that are yeah. important. Well, so you just wait till we get into the military. Because my yep. sister was just overseas in Afghanistan. They actually came back um, several months earlier than anticipated. Oh, wow. She was on deployment, right? But she was telling me about the procedures that were going on um, in Afghanistan and how she had to handle things and how people acted, it, you know, all of that stuff, right? So, um you know, pu- public education and, and healthcare are two very big things, but there's still an enormous sphere that we won't even cover today just Absolutely. because it's so big. Absolutely. And yeah, like that's why I was saying, like, it obviously, maybe, you know, like you said, with whenever it comes to the military and, and, and so many other things going on right now, but these are definitely two of the things that are at the forefront mm. because the future of our society. You know, whether you want to think of it just as the U.S. or the world or whatever, right? It starts in our schools. Mm. And, you know, and I feel like, you know, there are a lot of conversations going on right now about people who are disadvantaged. And I think that me personally, a lot of that does start because 
the schools in the first place aren't setting these kids up for success, mm. now throw everything else that's going on. Yeah. I mean, just imagine there. Mm. And then you talk about healthcare, right? You know, when you were mentioning how like, oh, you know, like they're, they're already stressed at work. They're seeing people die every hour. That was happening before mm. COVID hit. Like, yeah. And so once again, it's just like, let's throw this on. And, you know, an, another funny tidbit, or it's not really funny, but I mean, it, it just another tidbit around the hospitals and stuff that's going on. So my mom was telling me this story about how her supervisors, like, well, she has a boss and then that boss has a boss and they're like the main, like, there's a department head, okay. if you will. Yeah. And they used to have an hour for meetings with the supervisor to talk about like employee care and like how the employees are feeling. That's been cut to 15 minutes. Mm. Yeah. And it's crazy to think about because especially during a time right now, that would seem like the most important thing Absolutely. to do. Like how can you and possibly. And it's not their fault. Like it's just that's they're getting all these other responsibilities. Exactly. Right. But th think about it. If you're if you're a director at a hospital, how can you possibly expect your patients to be taken care of when your own employees aren't taken care of, right? So that that's that's definitely definitely a tough situation to be a part of. But um, you know, anyways, some of the things that we're sharing today are really just to bring awareness to these topics. Um, we want different guests from all different industries who are experiencing the same things right now, just so we can get you on and so you can share your story, so you can tell the world what it is that you're going through, so you can tell the world what your friends and your family and what your coworkers are going through, what your bosses are going through, what your employees are going through. Because we need, we're, like, we're trying to give you solutions and the only way that we can do that is to gain awareness on our products, on our resources, on our on the help, right? So we need as many eyes on it as possible. That's why we're starting this podcast. That's why we're going to be posting tons of content. Um, you know, we're we're just super grateful to be in a position to use our tools and to use our knowledge of what's hot right now, right? In marketing, in the digital sphere and social media, podcasting and content are easily the most important things you can do to build awareness around your brand, especially in 2020. We're trying to use it in a way that's really going to be beneficial to all different industries, all different people. So like I said, super excited and always grateful. But um, there was one other thing I wanted to mention. Okay, it was in regards to COVID, right? Because whenever you hear, whenever you hear that word, there's a lot of emotions, yeah. right, that come up. So, so yeah. one of the things, and I want this to be, I want this to be known, right? That this is not a podcast to tell you to believe that yeah. COVID is real. This is not a podcast to tell you that it's fake. This is not a podcast that's going to try and convince you that you need to stay inside and social dis. Like this is not for that. Okay. This podcast is to tell <laughs> you that regardless of all that stuff, whether it's real or fake, 
here's what's happening. Here's what we this know. This is its effects. Right. Here are its regardless. effects, regardless of if it will kill you or not. Yeah. Right. So want that to be very clear. Um, these <laughs> are the effects of, of what's happening right now, whether it was from the government, whether it's from 5G, whatever. I, I can't tell you. And insane I don't know. And I will never know. This world is crazy. It's man. insane. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. So I wanted to get that point across. Um, and the reason why we have to do that is because this has to be something that's like not even nonpartisan, but this has to be something that everybody can get behind. Absolutely. It has to, because the issues are real and they're happening. They're affecting your loved ones. They're affecting your family. They're affecting your own kids. The future of the society, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, if if in any way um, you can help us, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Some of the things that would help us a ton are, for one, if you could share our content, follow our social media channels, we'll go ahead and link some of that stuff. Um, and even if you could reach out to people that you know, who you think could share something with us that could get more people help, let us know who it is and we'll get in contact with them. Um, you know, it, it really is not about us it's about who we can help and why we need to help because dude i'll tell you for one i have been uncertain about where the world is heading Me and too. i've been uncertain about it for a couple years now and i'm only 20 right so i can i'm 22 yeah and i can only imagine what people think who are 40 and 50 who have you know, seeing this build up, right? So I can, it, yeah. it's, I, I know at, at 20 that things are getting kind of scary. Same. Here. And I can only imagine the, you know, the thoughts of other people who have been around longer than I have, right? So let's go ahead and get this stuff shared. Um, let, let's help. Let's help save people. Let's do that. Absolutely. And just one more thought for me before we peace out. Um, just wanted to say that really, you know, I know that Joe's not the type of guy to like take credit for a lot of stuff, but I'll just say like, I'm here along for the ride. You know, he invited me to do this and this is something that, you know, I'm, I'm very, you know, humbled and, and grateful and blessed to be a part of. So I'm excited to tell some people's stories and, and really get some truth out there. Cool. Let's do it, bro. I'm excited. Alrighty. Big things. Yes, righty. Well, everybody, we're going to go ahead and call it a show. We'll put the wrap on, put a bow on it, send it out on all the platforms. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we'll probably put it on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube even. Um, like I said, we'll go ahead and link some of our social profiles. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for your help. Um, this is going to be great. I know it's going to help a lot of people, but, um, you know, it all, it all starts with the listener, right? It all starts with the awareness. It all starts to the, with the eyes and the ears who are willing to see and listen to the issues. That way we can get people to understand that there need to be solutions. Absolutely. Let's do it, bro. Awesome. All righty. Thank you everybody for listening. We will see you soon. Peace out.